past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're excited that you're here today, and you are going to be excited again that you've joined us because we have a guest who's going to be talking about how we address all of the underlying areas of our job search and our career transition. And Charmaine Lamastro is a coach. She's certified in coaching. She's wonderful at helping people really dig a little bit deeper to understand what's going on in their transition and how they can be successful. She runs a practice called Career Reimagined. And Charmaine, we're so excited to have you here today. Thanks for joining me. Yes. So when you talk about helping people kind of tap into their driving forces and understand what what's going on for them, one of the questions that a lot of people have on their mind right now is, when do I know it's time to make a move? So maybe they're feeling some of those motivations come up, but they're not quite sure if it's time to make a move. How do they know? Well, that is certainly one of the most challenging aspects of a career transition is even if you are sure that you want to make the move, there is still it still can be scary to make that change, to go into that unknown. And then there are certain times in where change is not always, making a career change is not always a choice. Somebody may be let go. A company may go out of business. Um, the, the time in the last couple of years with the pandemic, people have been forced because companies and industries either decreasing or, or closing, people have been forced to, to, they, they, to they've been, they have had to resign without, without a choice. And then this, the, the great resignation is where this has been a time where people are like, hey, am, am I happy with what I've been doing? Am I, am I satisfied? Am I being fulfilled? Or do I want to do something differently? So it's been a really great, exciting opportunity for people to decide what they want to do next. And so, and there, and and then when when people they're they're lacking, they're in their job, and they they almost dread going there. They're not interested. They're not motivated. They're not in an inclusive work environment where they focus with uh, with the um, with the employees first then people say, ah, it's time for me to make a change. And they, 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 it may take them when they're a company, it may take them uh, a month to make a change, it may take them a year, but they, they, they know that they, they need to move on. Those are a few examples of when people choose or are forced to make a career change. Yeah, and sometimes we can feel like it's time to make a change but we don't really know what's motivating that. How do you help people kind of unpack a little bit why they're feeling that need to make a change? That's a great question um, because somebody, somebody, they, 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 they're, they're, just, they're motivated, they have the desire. There's actually several clients that I have worked with that are in this stage, like, I'm excited, I'm ready to make a change, but I have no idea what that looks like. <laughs> I have no, I don't know what to do, I don't know, because they're not an expert like, like me and you, Marie, where um, we're career coaches, um, you're a career counselor, to be able to help navigate them and to help them through an assessment or self-exploration for them to decide if what they what they want to do next, um, I have I have a couple of clients that I can think of right now that they're like, okay, it's it's time it's time for me to go back to work. They've had a they've had an employment gap, yet they're like, I have no idea what I want to do. Yet I know I don't want to do what I was doing. <laughs> so the um, the career 
transition, that's why there is great value in clients working with a career coach or a career transition coach. And it's interesting because a lot of people have never, they hear of career coaches, but like, wait a minute, what's a career transition coach? So that is really our role is to help them to not only, okay, so we need to do your resume, we need to do the job search, the personal branding, prepare for the interview, acceptance, um, accepting the job. They're, okay, so let's get underneath the surface and let's address any of those limiting beliefs or any of those, those obstacles that are getting in their way to perhaps really being able to do something that they love. As a career coach or career transition coach, I have, I've, I've seen a difference when I first started doing this where I'm so used to, okay, let's do the resume, let's do the cover letter, let's do the interview prep. And, and, I, and, I, and I was working with a mentor coach and she said, wait, okay, so I've missed a piece. And I've missed a piece at the beginning. What's underlying? What's under the surface? So it's like the tip of the iceberg so that they can really become, to, to get the job of their dreams. Does that yeah, answer your that's... question, Marie? Well, and I think that is, um, that's why people get coaching, but individuals can just kind of recognize this for themselves and dive a little deeper. I just was watching a conversation online where people were talking about, you know, why would someone get a coach or why would someone need help with their job search? You can read all of that online. And it's like, yes, of course. And there's so many resources out there online. And for some people, that will be enough, right? They'll read the how-tos, they'll implement it, and they will be good to go. And then there's other people for whatever reasons, maybe it's been a long time, maybe they're nervous, maybe they've got a particular challenge, um, maybe they don't feel confident, uh, maybe they read all those how-tos and they think, well, I can't do that or, you know, I don't understand that. And that's where working with a professional comes in is not the how-tos. Yes, you can read those online, but if you're reading those how-tos and not feeling like you're able to execute them or not understanding or finding that something keeps getting in the way, that's when it can be helpful to go and find a coach. Now, I was talking to someone who was in their university setting and I said, you know, go to your career center. And that person actually said to me, you might laugh at this, Charmaine, that person said to me, and this was in a Facebook chat, well, they're just going to force me to take certain classes so that they get more money. And I thought, oh my, <laughs> that is not how college career services work. Nobody's getting paid because you choose a certain class. But I think there can be a lot of misconceptions out there about what a coach is or what a coach does. So thank you for sharing that. Most, most, most certainly. And I just want to give an example of when I was first starting into, because I've also been a career specialist. I've been a career advisor. A, I've been a, a work-based learning specialist. So before I got into coaching, it was more that step-by-step. The, the assessment, the cover letter, the resume, interview prep, et cetera. And so when I got into coaching, that was really what I knew, and I worked with this client and not a student, a professional, and he wanted to make a career change. So we started out in that process with the resume, et cetera, the cover letter, the interview, and I just, he, he was stuck. He wouldn't talk. And I was like, what is going on? Why aren't you, we're, we're, this is a partnership in coaching, and, and I didn't, I know quite what to do. My mentor coach said, okay, get underneath with the emotions. And then like our last coaching session, I just got into the emotions and he, it's just like, he, he broke down. He cried because he's like, uh, this is, uh, this is, he, there was that breakthrough. And unfortunately it was our last session that he was really able to, to, to unleash and be able to let go of, of, of the obstacles and, and the challenges that have been holding him back from finding a career that gives him great satisfaction and where he feels valued and he which also boosts his self-confidence so I've, I've i've learned the importance of getting into those emotions and those psychological factors and i also have to remind myself i'm not a therapist and so there is that fine line where this this may need to be 
taken over to to a therapist if they're going into their childhood or and and so the, their their coaching for me is more moving forward and and therapy can be somewhat um, repackaging or or diving into what's happened in the past to, to resolve that. Yeah, well, that is a good overview for people that may not understand what coaching is or why you would hire a coach for career or job search issues when as has been dutifully pointed out online. Of course, there's all the how-tos online. Don't feel bad if reading all those how-tos does not, you know, instantly make you good at this process because there's a lot more beyond the how-tos. And if you're struggling, that's when it may be time to, um, you know, enlist those alumni services or career services if you're on a campus or find an independent coach if you need someone to help you make that transition. So, you also talk about how someone's personality impacts their career transition. I find that fascinating. Tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. I, I, I want to step back to just one moment, what you just shared about the career centers, university, is that, don't get me wrong, that in career, career coaching is, can also be, be your coach and a consultant. So you do, well, what I, you, I, me as a coach, I also help with, with them with the resume, the cover letter, the interview prep. So the, the two are inter, interwoven. So they don't need to find a, a career counselor and a career coach. So that, mm, that's just yeah. to, to um, touch upon that. So the, the personality, well, that, that's, <laughs> you bring that up. And I want to give credit that some of this information that I'm sharing with you has come from a, an excellent book that I have. It's called Essential Career Transition Coaching and Skills by Carolyn Talbot. So Talbot, and, and so I, I want to give her credit for some of this information that I am sharing with you. And she talks about, about how research and experience shows that personality traits and psychological factors are correlated with career transition and career satisfaction. So we have somebody who is an extrovert and somebody who is an introvert. Perhaps you think about Myers-Briggs. Um, I'm an INFJ. I know, um, Marie, you're most familiar, probably familiar with Myers-Briggs. Um, so they, that, that's going to have a different whether an extrovert or an introvert is going to have a different impact on how they approach and how they coach with during the during the transition process. So the the extrovert has everything planned out, but if something goes wrong, they get anxiety. If the introvert, they they're doing things behind the scenes, and then all of a sudden they have to show up front and center. That's going to create anxiety. So there's there's pros and cons to to both, and there's opt optimism, pessimism, um, and then what I thought was interesting that um, Carolyn Talbot spoke about in her book is about the Big Five assessment, the five factor model, and how that ties into primarily career satisfaction. And the, the assessment, the different personality traits are openness, conscientious, extroversion, agreeable, and neuroticism, which has more of the, the negative, the low self-esteem, the self-doubt, the anxiety. And so it kind of goes, and, but the, very, the, the openness, the conscientious, the extroversion, agreeable, those definitely have a very positive they play a very positive part in a career transition and with coaching. What Carolyn talks about in her book is that the three personality traits that are related most to career transition is emotional re reliance or resilience, um, emotional intelligence, optimism, and having a strong work drive. So those are, and, and for the coaching, the coach approach is that it's important for the coach to get to know the client and to be able to get an idea of what their personality is, what how they how they sound, what words they use, if it's 
if it's on Zoom or in person, you see their, their, their gestures, their eye contact, and then that can help them, the coach, understand and be aware of the, the, the reactions or the responses that the client will make. And that, that the client, that, excuse me, that the coach can be prepared when they get to know the client, who this client is, so that they can work with them on, in, in a smoother process where it's more of a partnership with the coach and the coachee or the client. Right. And that, I mean, obviously, if people are working with a coach, that is important. But also, as you think about the uh, just knowing yourself for your job search, and uh, I can't remember, I read this somewhere, that we overestimate our self-awareness. And I think that is <laughs> so true that we all, and especially if we're a leader or if we're a coach or whatever it might be that kind of gives us that extra uh, false um, confidence that we are very self-aware. It really is a task that most of us could continue working on forever to constantly be thoughtful about why, why, you know, why are we reacting the way we are? Where is that coming from? Um, because without self-awareness, we can't have any of the other aspects of emotional intelligence in terms of self-management, other awareness, and other management. We can't have any of those if we don't first have that self-awareness. So that's such a great point. Whether we're working with a coach, we are a coach, or we're simply trying to improve our own path individually. And that self-awareness, that's where it can be, because sometimes a client self-coachy, client self-awareness may not be completely realistic there may be some things that are skewed and working with a coach as like as a mirror and getting feedback from a coach well this is this is what i hear you say this is what i see how does that resonate with you so they may they, they may change their perspective because sometimes self-awareness done done independently is, is not it can sometimes be skewed so it's helpful to get another person's perspective. Yes, exactly. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back from our break, we'll talk a little bit more about how you can use some of these tips in your career transition. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
welcome back to the Career Confidant. And today we're here with Charmaine Lamastro. And Charmaine was just talking about how uh, she completed our Career Thought Leaders Certified Career Transition Coach Program four years ago. So Charmaine, you've been doing this for a while and how mm-hmm. you just continue to evolve. And, and of course, I would say the same thing about myself, that we just continue to learn and grow. And uh, any individual that's listening probably feels the same way. And oftentimes that can feel frustrating. I remember talking to my coach, counselor, supervisor, uh, probably in 2010, and I was having some hard lessons at the time working with clients. And I said, oh, you know, Nat, will the lessons give me a little bit of a break? I could use a little bit of a break from the lessons (laughs) Um, because it can be right. This, This process of learning about ourselves can be a little exhausting sometimes. As now they, career job seekers. <laughs> right, right. Um, now you have a, a model here of stages of the career transition journey. Talk to me a little bit about the stages of career transition. Well, the, the, the some of the, the stages that I'm referring to tie into the different change models and the different how 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 clients can 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 how going through these the stages of change how that can vary from client to client and so a couple of the the change models that I'm referring to is the and, and research has been done on this obviously and the one the first one is the Kubler change curve which maybe some of you know have to do with this primarily grief and loss because doing a, a career change whether it is by choice or not by choice that it's it's a loss it's a loss of 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 what what you had done before and and who you were and a part of your identity, I remember when my stepfather he was an airline pilot for United Airlines and he retired after 25 years, but how how kind of empty he felt without his captain's hat, <laughs> and it was really it, because that was his identity for for 20 25 years. So it's 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 interesting um, how how that how that plays into it. So the different stages and in Carol Talbot, she she so the Kubler Ross change curve. There's there's all different stages, and to I'm not an expert on this, so I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to focus. I'm going to keep it focused on career transition specifically, which which it can be a loss, whether it's positive or negative. The first stage can is shock and denial. So lots of times, for example, I was laid off back in 2011, and it came out of nowhere. My employer called me and said, today is your last day. I said, what? <laughs> um, and no severance package, and I was in shock. And that, how could this really happen to me? I've, I've been working in this industry with recruitment for 15 years. This can't be possible. And that, and, and fear, and that, so that working, well, working through that, I didn't have a coach at the time. I look back and think, wow, that could have really been helpful. But it also gave me a lot of um, endurance. I persevered through it, and it gave me a lot of internal strength that, that it may or may not have happened with the coach. And then the second stage is anger and depression. And how could this happen to me, wanting to blame other people? And again, we're focusing more, I'm focusing more on this when this, this is not a choice. And that can get into depression. And even people who do make a career change by choice and Marie had talked about that. Okay, so so they make decide they want to make a career change, but they 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 don't know what to do, and so they are they feel lost. And I'm so excited, but then the depression kicks in because they don't have they don't have direction, they don't have support, and then they may regret that they they decided to make a career change and leave their job or what that whatever that may be. 
And then the third stage, which is the acceptance and the integration. So, oh, phew, I, I'm, I'm accepting, I'm embracing, I am ready to move forward. I have the support that I need. I have the resources that I need. And being able to integrate, for example, perhaps learning, let's say they decide not to get a coach, and they've learned a lot online and maybe through the Career Center or there's the American um, Job Center, which um, is hosted through the Bureau, excuse me, the um, American Job Center, that's what, that's what it is. And so they can't, what they learn through the American Job Center, career services, uh, whatever that may be, they can integrate it and they can apply it. And they can and they can move forward with confidence and and ideally find that that job of their dreams. And I will tell you, I have the job of my dreams. So I and it took a while, but I am really, really, really confident that it's possible to have the job of your dreams. Yeah, and I think that as you get clearer, you figure out what that really means to you. I think there's maybe a point of frustration in all of our lives where we think, oh, I need a job where like, I don't have to talk to people. I've talked to clients that say, I just need a job where I don't have to talk to people. It's like, well... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the other aspects that are really important to you and how we can minimize that. But there's going to be aspects of every job we don't like. But when you've got a job that really fits what you do want, and that's what you're sharing about it, it you can handle the other parts of it that you don't want so much better because you've got the required, you've got the required boxes checked. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I'll touch upon a couple other things about the framework. Another, and I remember actually Marie talked about this in the career, um, excuse me, the, the, the course that I took with you to be a career transition coach is the William Bridges transition model. And that entails the ending. And, and it's interesting how the William Bridges transition model and the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross model overlap, and they both relate to change. So there's the with the William Bridges model, there is the ending, dealing with the loss. And then what, what I love about this model is also focusing on the gain. What's the benefit? What do you have to celebrate? The perhaps not no longer being in a toxic work environment. And then there is a neutral zone. The old is gone and the new, but the new isn't fully established. So it can be exciting. I'm moving on, but that we've talked about that. Okay, I'm moving on. So what's next? And that can that can bring up some fear and some apprehension. But it's also there's also some excitement. And then the new beginning. And the model talks about completing the transition. I'm not sure if you complete a transition because then you go into your job, and then that's a whole another aspect. But but to to focus on the model, the new beginning, complete the transition and go into into your new role. So that's another another example of a, of a framework. And I want to I just want to briefly there there is a, a framework about how to deal with the stages of the career transition journey and this is also comes from Carolyn Talbot. I, I, I honestly everyone I wish I was like an expert on everything and I, I had all the knowledge and all of the expertise yet I'm still learning and learning from other experts. So she talks about the stages coming to terms with the imposed change, considering your options and choosing, the preparation and search, getting your new role or setting up your new business, and also the, with the career transition, it may be becoming an entrepreneur, opening up your own business. And then the, the fourth the, the, la the fourth stage is the first few months of transition to a new role or a new way of life. So those are, looks like there's actually five stages of transition that, that she covers. Yeah, and those okay. models can be so helpful for people because it kind of normalizes this process. It maybe foreshadows a little bit about what to expect. One of the other models that I like is called the change cycle. And in the change cycle, there's this place it's called the danger zone and it's kind of where people get stuck or they feel um they get they one of the 
actions right before the danger zone is this um, kind of frantic action where you feel productive because you're doing something, but it's not really productive action. And so people can get stuck there where they're maybe applying to a ton of jobs, even though it's unproductive because they haven't really thought about what jobs they want to be applying to and people can get stuck there. And if you look at that model, similar to the bridges or the, the grief model, Kubler-Ross, you can have some idea of what to expect and how to know what, where you might be. And then there's strategies for that. So I love that. Thank you for sharing those. Mm -hmm. Sure. And there's such value in, working with the coach to be able to bring out the change model the excuse me i'm sorry what model did you say that is marie again that you just spoke the, about yeah change cycle change cycle so the change cycle the the william bridges the cooler ross that that coming into a coaching session they not be aware of that and then bringing up these models these frameworks that that may help them to understand better what's going on and one of the greatest sense of ch bringing about change is awareness. Becoming aware is one of the, 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 the points of being able to, getting that awareness, to be able to instigate that change. Then also after that awareness is that the awareness and then the acceptance of what is, and then moving forward into, into change. Yeah, that's such a good point. So the other piece that you wanted to talk about a little bit is coaching techniques. And you mentioned this a little bit, um, but it could be coaching techniques and maybe some other strategies for people to get to know their clients if they're a coach or that people might be able to use to get to know themselves if sure. they're listening as a job seeker. Sure. Well, the, the traditional assessments can help people to get the, like the, the Myers-Briggs, the Big Five, can help to people to get to know themselves better. And I've had clients who have taken assessments, and sometimes assessments where it will help to give them a career direction based on what they answer. Um, StrengthsFinder is an excellent assessment to help people to get to know themselves better. But also, with going back to the, the career, the job seekers, sometimes they've taken assessments with me, and, and then based on their answers, it gives them career direction. Well, this is the industry the assessment suggests, or this is the job title. And they come back to me after they've taken the assessment, and they get, this is nothing. <laughs> I'm not interested in any of this. This is completely off. Um, career scope is, is one where I've gotten that, that, that results for people. They're like, this is not at all what I want to do. So sometimes with assessments, take what you like and leave the rest. And other ways to get to know, the, the building the rapport is crucial. Um, if anybody is aware of the International Coaching Federation, there are the core competencies and that is an amazing way to build trust and build rapport and to get to know and to partner with your client. And what these, one of the biggest things on the core competencies is trust. That is absolutely crucial, being able to create a safe environment. And one of the, what I've experienced, one of the, the, the best ways to do that is by listening. And it was interesting because I thought, listen, I thought about listening. Okay, great. And then I thought, oh, listening to that person and, and, and clearing, as a coach, clearing my mind and, 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 and listening to what's being said and what is not being said. And that can help, by, that can help the, as a coach to learn about the client, what sort of words they use, what sort of tone of voice, if their voice is high, if it's low, if they get excited, if they, if you see them, if they smile. So there's a lot of, there's, there's, there's a lot more to all of it than, than talking. And, and silence as a coach can be the most powerful way to get to know a client. Listening to how they describe their experiences, if they go backwards and they talk about their obstacles and their challenges, will this happen and this is why I don't feel confident about 
moving forward, and again, that fine line between therapy and coaching and, and being able to be, to be me as a coach, I need to be mindful of that, not being a therapist. And then, and then sometimes where I've gotten in some coaching with some clients where they, they have a very challenging story and I can get caught up in, in not caught up, in, in, in more or less like over-empathizing or, or having um, compassion to where it's just like the whole hour can be, can be spent. And sometimes that's necessary. So determining when do you to, to listen and when do you, do you empathize, you listen, you have compassion, but how long do you stay in that cycle? When Okay, well, it's time to move on. And that could be a challenging thing in coaching is when somebody is telling you their story, their challenges, and they speak for, which is completely understandable, they've just gotten fired, and they, they, go, they want to talk on and on and on and on and on, which is completely valid. Believe me, I've done it. So how do you, how do you interrupt as a coach? That's challenging. And sometimes it can be at the very beginning of a session to say, if, 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 may I interrupt if I need to? Um, may, I pause, may I pause you? And sometimes it's helpful to do that by, by mentioning their name. For example, Marie, I hear you. Uh, I'd like to offer my perspective. I have an observation. Would that be okay? So there's that partnership and, and helping the client to move on and move forward. Yeah, and that's so always, important. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. And then last but not least, I, we, I've, so we talked a lot about getting under the surface of what they're, what, what they're and um, another, another great book that I've read is called Laser Focused Coaching. And what she talks about is, I always seem to forget that the name of the author <laughs> escapes me. What she talks about is you're collecting data as they're sharing its data. Okay, so what is, what is the core of this? What is the focus? What is the goal? What needs to be resolved from all of the data that you're getting from the, from, from the, the client? And then getting into that. Is it, so there, 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 there are the facts of, of, of what happens with the career change or transition, but then it's also a psychological transition with and again, I'm not a psychiatrist, but also talking about the feelings that come up because emotions and feelings are, are most likely going to come up no matter what. So it's the mental, it's the emotional, and what are the broader, deeper challenges, and what is the psychological makeup so that we can work clear that and then get on to... And then get on to, okay, so let's take action. Now what? Let's work on your resume. Let's work on your interview skills. Yeah, that's so important. And, you know, we're just starting our our job market class for our coaches and talking about how we can weave together. I call it the river. There's the river underneath and then there's the tactics and we weave those together so that people can be successful. So, Charmaine, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Uh, Tell people where they can find you if they want to connect and learn more about how you can help them with their career transition. Sure, of course. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, you have my uh, spelling of my first and last name. You can type that in. I don't think there's many Charmaine Lamastros. And uh, I'm, I'm connected to Marie if you have any problems finding me. And then you can also send me an email. And would it be best to – do you have that available to them, or do I need to, to spell it out, Marie? What would be the best? Yeah, go ahead and spell it out. Okay. So my first name Charmaine, C as in Charlie, H as in Harry, A as in Apple, R as in Radio, <laughs> M as in Mary, A as in Apple, I as in Igloo, G as in Girl, N as in Nancy. It's quite a long name. At Human Solutions Training, all one word. Again, human solutions training.com. 
Excellent. Well, thank you again so much for sharing your expertise. We're going to take a short break here on The Career Confidant. When we come back, uh, we'll just be me and I'll kind of tie this all together for you. So thank you so much for joining us, Charmaine, and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. We're excited to have you here today. And Charmaine has just dropped some incredible value around how to get to know yourself better, some of the tools that you can use to do that. And whether you're a coach or a career transition or yourself, just realizing a few of these key points. And we'll go through a little bit of, of um, you know, in seven minutes, <laughs> recap the last part of the show in seven minutes. So as we think about moving forward in your career transition, that self-awareness really is the foundation. And we talked a little bit about how people make a change, but they're not quite sure why, or they want to make a change, but they're not quite sure why. And if you've been paid attention to the news at all recently, you know that there's been what they're calling the great regret. A large amount of people quit their job in 2000 and 2001 during the great resignation, and lo and behold, although not too surprisingly to those of us who have been in this business for a while, a very large percentage of them now have seen that the grass wasn't any greener where they moved. Here are a few things that go into that. One, knowing why you want to make that change. What about your current work isn't working? Is it what you do? Is it where you work, the, the people, the environment, the industry? Is it the, you know, match with your values? Maybe there's something that's really important to you that isn't being met at work. There's a lot of layers there, and we'll come back to that one. Is it something about, you know, the the, task, the tasks itself, the job itself, or is it the pay? Now, here's one of the things that I found in my work is that people would say, oh, you know, I want to do something meaningful. Well, that is very different depending on your your personality. So meaningful could mean changing the world, right? Making an impact in the world, which is great. Meaningful could mean where you feel like you're contributing. That may or may not take working for an organization that's changing the world. Meaningful may mean getting paid a certain amount, right? We all have a different definition of what meaningful means. And that's your first task when you're feeling that kind of 
icky feeling about where you're at right now in your job is figuring out why, what's really going on there. Because if we don't take a minute to figure that out, we will most likely jump from the frying pan into the fire. The next piece is this values piece, which is so critical to understand what you really value in your your work, your world, your life. What is most important to you? And then also be realistic about the trade-offs and what those look like. If you want more, you know, quote unquote here, work-life balance, what does that really mean to you? Is that more time at home? Is that less, um, you know, less pressure at work? Is that flexibility to work when and wherever you want, which may or may not mean less hours, but just more flexibility? And then what are some of the trade-offs to those things? It's not always this case, but if you want less pressure, it may mean a job with less money. If you want less hours, same thing, may mean a job with less money. Or it may mean a job that um, maybe doesn't feel as quote unquote important because you may have to take a job that isn't management, isn't leadership, et cetera, to get those things. Or you may have to change how you communicate and interact at work because here's what I've seen is people say they want more work-life balance, but then when they get into a new situation, they participate the same way they participated in work in the past, which means that they try to perform and win approval. And, you know, maybe they want to be the great teammate. Maybe they want to win that approval, whatever it is. If we base our own performance and we kind of review our own performance based on effort and work ethic and some of those, uh, you know, carryover values from the generations before, we can jump from the frying pan into the fire again because we don't realign what work performance looks like. If work performance to you has always been kind of the hours your butt is in the seat, that's gonna be a problem no matter where you go. How are you going to redefine measuring your own performance and then perhaps managing around you and managing up so that others can judge your performance on something different besides how many hours you're at work or how quickly you respond to an email, et cetera. You're gonna have to get better at setting those boundaries and change your perception as well as perhaps the, that of others as to how work performance is measured or you won't be able to get away from that idea of working hard, working a lot of hours, is how I judge myself or how others judge me in terms of my work performance. If we don't really figure out what is not working, what are my values, what do I want more of, and how do I communicate that with others and set the boundaries so that it works, then I'll likely end up in a place where I changed jobs, but nothing changed because it's still the same me uh, and perhaps the same general hierarchical structure that is that has come with me where I'm going next. So if you're feeling that idea of, hey, I wanna make a change, those are the first steps. What is it that you're not getting, which as Charmaine talked about is often easier to think about what is wrong, then what do I really want? And what might I need to change for this next experience to be successful if the past one wasn't or doesn't feel like it. And again, if I've identified why, I'll have a better window into what I might need to change moving forward. When you really unearth that piece of it, that's the you know part of this uh, self-knowledge that is so important then we can use that knowledge to be better in our transition. We can make better decisions when we really understand why we're making the change, what we're really looking for. And we can do the job search perhaps a little bit more our way in a way that works for us and fits for us because we've thought about who we are and, and how we operate, what our strengths are, all of those aspects that either you know assessments or journaling activities, can help you do. And of course, there's tons of information out there 
on online assessments and and wonderful colleagues in my career circle that are writing pieces out there that help you do that. If you find that you'd like someone to process that with or help you walk through it as your guide, that's really where a coach comes in. And we've got a directory of coaches on our career thought leaders directory. These are folks that have dedicated their time to this path. They come from all different backgrounds. So you can find someone that really works with you and helps you the way that you need to be helped to get where you want to go. Obviously, International Coach Federation, also a good place to find those coaches. We follow their their structure. We follow their learnings. We, we use that in our classes because they've set the stage for how coaches can be effective. And then we're setting the stage for how career-related coaches can be effective. And that's our passion at Career Thought Leaders. As you start to make those moves, then realize that the tactics are one thing the river of other stuff that is human flows underneath and will oftentimes be getting in your way of achieving a tactic even one that seems quite simple for instance networking people say oh networking is easy you can read a million uh, articles on it you know great if you can do that after reading the articles go for it if you find that, again, you're struggling, you're not getting there, this is when you take that step back and you go back to that self-knowledge, self-reflection. What is getting in your way? Is it my upbringing that I was taught not to bother people, not to you know, ask for strangers for help? There's a, so much underneath of that that um, may be getting in your way and, and you may be able to kind of self-identify those things once we name them. A lot of times that makes them easier to move through and move past. And again, that's where uh, a coach could be helpful. If you are thinking about um, you know, making a career change or you have questions, we're always happy to answer those here as well bring my your questions to my expert guests either in this forum or in another forum so don't hesitate to send me a message marie m-a-r-i-e at careerthoughtleaders.com is a great way to reach me you can also find me on linkedin marie zeminoff not very many of those either and shoot me a message check out charmaine's information again charmaine lamastro and she's at careers reimagined if you have questions or have trouble finding her, happy to make that connection as well. And we will see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant and just talking about other topics that will help you take control of your career direction. We'll see you next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.